0: Love Talk Radio. Do you really want to, do you really want to take that? Make a move, make a shortcut to your dream. A ghost wave to the stars on a flying thing.
1: Our pilot's always 8 but Bye-bye, digress We have a wonderful show tonight. first half hour is going to be a witch's fit, which is well, one my favorite things we to do. Uh, but then we have a guest tonight. Jeff Neiman has show before, uh, and I, he's been on some of my panels. And he is dead, and uh, we did a nightmare film fest together, and his film, character, his independent or film to be exact, is having a theatrical run. Speak, congratulations! And we're going to talk to him about what he feels like now that people are actually watching his movie in the theater. Um, we're going to have a quick call in possibly at ten o'clock, uh, and then in the second hour, myself and the thirty-seventh Sorcerer are going to talk about uh, wrestling because there's a lot of shit going down on that in front. And we have a bunch to talk about. So first, let me introduce my sexy. Woman. From L.A. Oh no, you're both from L.A. Oh, will bring him on this <laughs> time. Hell yeah. So, bringing the invisible phone from Orange County, part of Los Angeles, is my, no longer my cousin, but will always be family. Please welcome to the show, Aaron, from Andy County Warlock. How are you doing, sir? Welcome back to Six Witches.
2: Thank you, thank you. I'm doing well. How are you doing tonight?
1: Oh, I'm back and in, so I'm doing all right, so let's keep going. Hard to hear happy. you over the
2: music.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I have, there's a reason why <laughs> I'm blasting Wigwam again, and I'll talk about it in a minute. Right? But first, let me talk about Miss, my Enchantress of Nevermore. Please welcome to the show, now in L.A. What part of L.A. are you hanging out in, Miss Enchantress?
3: I am in Whittier by. I am right by the high school where uh, the enchantment under the sea dance was shot for Back to the Future. <laughs>
1: ah, most excellent! So please welcome to the show newly residing in Los Angeles, Raven Jasper Hawk. How are you doing? Welcome back to Sexy Witches. I am
3: doing moderately well, like uh, C plus. This is actually a huge
0: improvement. <laughs>
1: I was going to say so since you were you were you were idling last time we talked. So it sounds like you're actually yeah. in the first gear today and I'm so glad cuz yeah. you know we we need you happy and healthy and a little on the buzz side and I think all those right. things are coming well, at least most of those things mm. are there, and a two out of 3 yeah, that, right? Yeah, it's We're weird. getting
0: there. So, yeah. So
1: uh before we get into our witch and bitch, I do want to talk about and, and Raven. You may want to go la 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 since I know you haven't seen uh, Peacemaker. <laughs> um, I just yeah. wanted to talk briefly about Peacemaker and the fucking finale, which just dropped. Which uh, oh my god! And also, Wigwams. Do you want to taste it after 18 years? Is number one? Is the mo- It's not only the number one in the United States. It's the song that knocked. We don't talk about Bruno off the chart. So sure. I
0: mean,
1: um, I know, right? And Aaron, you actually, you know what uh, the invisible bone is. Last time you were asking me, and I was like, "That I don't know," because it's '80s music. But um, what? Yeah, what, no, what that is, totally
2: makes sense that you would think. But yeah, no I I follow James Gunn on the Twitter tweet tweet tweet, and he said, "You know that asshole move." People do when they pretend to throw a a bone or something for a dog. That's the invisible bone.
1: Oh, so it's like a (laughs) misdirect. Exactly. All right. It's a fake
2: out of your dog.
1: Now we're not alone here. We got one other person on the line. New to the show, but not new to us or in our hearts. Please welcome to the show the dirty southern sorcerer, Nathan Hamilton, the voice of violence. How you doing, sir, in Atlanta, Georgia? (laughs) No. Are you <sighs> muted, sir?
4: Dun dun dun.
1: Oh my God, he's no longer there.
0: I know. No.
1: Oh, he died. He died. <laughs> Where is he? Um, no. Okay, Am now- I here now? Oh yes. Oh, yes. yeah, there he is. Oh, sh- Resurrected. Oh my God.
3: Yes. We almost just canceled everything. <laughs> <Lego> <laughs> yeah, so
5: the like a voice from the other Buff! side. Here comes. <laughs> The Dirty Southern Sorcerer.
1: (laughs) Not only are you the Dirty Southern Sorcerer, last weekend you were Reverend Nathan Hamilton, were you not? Absolutely. The
5: the preacher from the Black Lagoon, the sinister minister, the pastor of disaster, the Reverend Nathan Hamilton, as I did perform (laughs) a wedding for my good buddy and podcast colleague on one of my other shows, uh, Sell Your Soul, Brad Slayton. Awesome.
1: And I actually How'd was it there in attendance. Oh, I, it was very. He, he made everyone cry because he whipped Aww. out Velveteen Rabbit, and everyone goes. Well, oh man, that is that I is my
5: that's my secret weapon. I start out. with well, you know that whole passage, and the, you know when, when you know what does it mean to be real, and you're real when someone loves you, not just to play with. I, I bust that out at the beginning of the wedding ceremony, yeah. and I have a dry eye right. in the house three minutes in. Right. That's uh, smart. That's smart. That's like
1: one and, of the best books ever. The Evil Genius was in attendance. It was their first wedding. So Aww. they were really, really excited. Um, so that was fun. Yeah. So thank you for inviting us and thank you, Brad Slayton and his new wife Lorraine, for letting us attend their wedding. And their and the and the food at the rehearsal dinner was all the so cheated. Oh my god. It was uh, Louisiana. The, louisiana food oh my god like i had a i had a jambalaya, oh, yeah. and oh it was just it was like mardi gras oh, early man. so that was Dude, that cornbread
5: yeah. oh my god
1: the cornbread, the was, insane. cornbread
5: that was amazing
1: uh, it was insane like you bit into it it was just like, that should be illegal it was that simple i mean seriously <laughs> it was just um so but um but Peacemaker, let's get back to Peacemaker. So the finale dropped, and I know three out of four of the sexy witches have watched it. I've watched it twice, actually. Um, without getting into spoilers, because there is one spoiler I don't want to spoil for Raven, because Raven, we got to find a way to get you to HBO Max, because you need to binge that shit. It's really easy binge. Know, They're I all short episodes. But... I've
2: got to look that up and send that to you. I'm, I'm so Absolutely. sorry. I, I dropped the ball on that.
1: Yeah, what's up? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I just wanna say I, I don't think I'm gonna see a better cameo for the rest right? of it.
0: Like, seriously.
1: Like mind blowing, right? And funny as funny as fuck and, and the F uh, yeah. fuck in particular. I mean it's just like I was so pleased with the ending of that show, um, and I can't wait for season two. I mean, that if 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 that is the level of TV we're gonna see in 2022, I think we're really lucky. I hope that the season hasn't blown its. I mean, the year has blown its wad already because that was just so friggin' good. And uh, I actually found it more satisfying than the Boba Fett, but Boba Fett was also very good. So you know.
6: Um, mm-hmm. what, did,
1: what did you think about it, Mr. Aaron Kogan, since you had Suicide Squad at number one, like I did on our top ten?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, in a lot of ways, it was kind of a continuation of The Suicide Squad uh, to differentiate from Suicide Squad. Uh, I I thought uh, it really played to the strengths <laughs> of uh, Cena and uh gun as well. Uh I, I, is there a better guy using soundtracks in the business now? Maybe Edgar Wright. It's it's like him and Edgar Wright really.
1: <laughs> Nathan uh, just said that exactly. Glad same you mentioned me that. yesterday. <laughs> so.
2: mm, yes, yes, yes indeed. But um <laughs> I I I thought just everything worked. Um I I had no idea that he had been dating uh his his lead Uh, his female lead, but apparently they're now engaged after a 10-year whatever uh, relationship, so that's cool. Uh, I guess we'll see her in season two, Uh, but uh, I really enjoyed it. I I, I don't think I enjoyed it quite as much as you did. I thought even for as as deep as they went with emotions with the character of Peacemaker and all his horrible, horrible backstory and da-da-da, I still thought uh, the silliness of the humor, which I totally enjoy, kind of made it hard uh, to put together as one piece. I think some of the other works, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, for example, um, WandaVision, were stronger in that regard. But hell yeah, I'm down for season two. Can't come soon enough.
1: Oh, I do think James Gunn relied a little bit too much on cross-talking to get his humor off, out, and there was a mm. lot of it, like almost every yeah. other scene in, in Peacemaker, and that can get a little tedious, so I, I totally validate that. Uh, at the same time, boy, was that fucking funny, oh my God. There's just, you know, <laughs> I, I think it, it, it's not the Peacemaker we want, but it's definitely the Peacemaker we deserve, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? So and
2: Mr. you know, unlike a lot of comic book movies, James Gunn can stick the fucking
1: landing. Um, yes, yes, he can, and um, and also make us care about characters that like we really wouldn't give a fuck about normally. And I think that's awesome. You know, yeah. deep well diving. Mean, you know, so uh, Nathan. So let's see. Give you a quick feeling. Wrap up feelings about Peacemaker, and then. Go ahead and talk about Night of Soho, because I know you just uh, talked about it, and talk about the soundtracks, because clearly Aaron's in your wheelhouse with that.
5: Yeah, I've got two main thoughts about Peacemaker. Number one, I don't think he could carry a whole series, but I want a vigilante spinoff movie. And do what?
6: Go ahead. Oh, I see. Hell yeah. Yeah.
5: And number two, um, avoiding spoilers. At the end of the episode, something happens that changes the status quo of that corner of the DC uh, cinematic world in a significant way. And I'm really interested to see how where they go with that and how that plays into future Suicide Squad and Peacemaker and the you know the things in that whole area.
1: Oh, well, mm-hmm. yeah, totally. Uh, um, and, and it also completely, without getting into it, Amanda Waller is going to be even more front and center for the duration of whatever the James Gunn universe is going to be. So, um, ha- have there
5: it. ever in the history of movies been a better casting than Viola Davis' Amanda Waller?
2: Uh, it's, well, she no. could be a little larger, but yes. character can't fault her at all. In the comic book, she's a big lady.
5: Yes, she is. And in the uh, Justice League cartoon, she was as well.
1: Yes, indeed. But no matter what iteration of Amanda Waller, she's no joke. You know, that's one of the reasons why I like about Amanda Waller. She's serious and she has no superpowers. Uh, Yet she could hold her own against even Superman. You know, she's a Mm -hmm. badass. So I've always liked that character. So terrifying. We all agree that.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do, do we all agree that Freddie Stroma, the guy who played Vigilante, is the breakout actor from the series, the guy who's going to be in everything now? Oh, yeah. And it's
1: amazing because he wasn't cast as Vigilante. They actually cast him last minute and reshot half the show. So it, it, it's incredible, <laughs> right? So, you know, congratulations yeah. to that guy. He, yeah, and he's, kind of, he's kind of a gorgeous, too. I mean, he's kind of a hottie um so yeah, you know kidding. so so um,
2: Natalie said yeah he's weird.
1: <laughs> that's who that was <laughs> so um my favorite scene was him in the um prison when he got the uh nazis to fight that yeah. was so funny it was yeah, so funny so good so good so good uh so uh, as, uh i want to talk about other movies but i also want to go going before because we only got some two minutes to kill here I got to talk about the Oscars, dudes, and sexy witches. Um, they announced today that they yep. are not showing half the awards live. And that includes all the technical awards, original score. Okay. And, Of course, they they totally are not going to allow the documentaries and the shorts to have airtime. That's bullshit. I mean, they're going to have airtime, but whatever edited seamlessly into the broadcast means, I have no idea. Um, You know, but, you know, they keep saying it's because no one cares about those awards. And I'm like, that's not true. Those are the awards they care
3: about the most.
1: Yes, everybody. I've ever known cares about those awards and those awards matter more to the people who win them than Michelle Pfeiffer yeah. winning best actress she's not going to lose work they will you right so, <laughs> yeah you know, yeah right? Uh, um, I, I it's it's, it's they, they don't know their audience and it's not going to work and they're they're, they're rating thank you even more so yeah oh, I yeah. agree
2: well, Patton Oswalt said it best I think when he said these people these men and women doing, directing these short films, they're your future best directors. These are the guys you're going to go back to the footage on 10 years down the line, whatever. And is, everyone knows that as far as the Academy goes, all of these awards, the technical so-called awards, are the only place genre film ever picks up awards. Science yeah. fiction, fantasy, horror, traditionally get the bums rush from the academy except for sound editing makeup and hair costumes da 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 I'm not
1: going to get to see makeup and hair at nomination which is a, uh, an award that I Ooh. very much ha- love and 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 five so um and yeah. costumes I mean come on editing once again they sit on editing you can't have a movie without editing. You just can't. Right. Directors can't edit their own films. We know that. It's very rare that you have a great director and a great editor and chopping. You know, maybe Rodriguez might be the exception, but he still doesn't get nominated for editing. Uh, you know, uh, right. it It's just so fucking frustrating. Like, why am I? I don't give a fuck about who's going to win Best Actor or di- Director. I do care about because. You know, director is very important. But, uh, and like I said, I think the champions got it this year, which would be kind of cool, even though I'm not a huge fan of Power of the Dog, But, um, you know, mm. I, I have, I'm pretty upset about this. So I, I think it's a mistake, yeah. and they, I think they, they're blowing it, and they don't know their audience. Now, the Tonys did something similar. And what they did is they did broadcast the first hour, but they did it on PBS. And then hmm. they did the second okay. part of it on, on the mainstream televisions. That would be cool. I'd be fine with that, or yeah. live stream, or or having yeah. it on the live stream on on my computer. I I would be okay with that yep. even. You know, yeah, but, I'm fine with that. But, but I don't want to see edited versions of speeches. You know, <sighs> that's their moment.
5: <sighs>
1: Go ahead, see, here's Rachel. the thing: the you authors
5: are trying to attract. More, you know, The only people who care about those categories are the super hardcore cinema fans, but what the Oscars fail to realize is, because the ratings have shrunk, the super hardcore cinema fans are the only ones still watching the Oscars, so you're going to alienate great. them and no it's one's really going right. to
0: watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah you you're had totally right.
3: to say. Oh, it's just like, when they've done this before in the past, like when they've had technical awards and the... They'll show like right, they're going into commercial, they start the commercial music, and they'll say something like yesterday, technical awards were given to a, B and C, and it's such a throw away um they've always used it as a lead into a commercial um it's edited so poorly it's just i I'm just hoping it's not like that because it's it's worse than not having the fucking award on in the first place, mm-hmm.
1: We'll see what happens on that but um now yeah. to talk about films that aren't necessarily n- nominated for oscars um i'll throw it back to nathan real quick quick run uh, we talked about last night in soho on the countdown but you finally got to see it and so how did you feel about it and you mentioned the soundtrack
5: i i said yeah. that my excuse me that uh suicide squad probably had the best soundtrack i kind of agreed with you it, had I gotten to see this movie last year, I would have solidly put that as my best <laughs> soundtrack. My God, the soundtrack is good. It's it's a bunch of fairly obscure British invasion bangers, man. Like good oh. one after good one after good one. Great. And that Which movie is obs- Oh, go ahead. Sorry. And that movie is absolutely excited. gorgeous. <laughs> like the cinematography, the art direction, everything, that movie is beautiful. Yeah. Go
1: ahead, Raven.
3: I was gonna say we should do a soundtrack round robin episode soon. I don't think we've done Ooh. one of those. That would be really cool.
0: Ooh. I like yeah, that. Was,
3: I'm glad.
1: Um, I I I already know what my number one is, but um yeah. I'll hold it. I'll hold it for that. So <laughs> that's a uh, hell of a good idea. Like, it, yeah. But I would say if we do that, we're gonna ex- we're gonna um not count music movie musicals and that. It would be purely shot. Sound- yeah,
3: yeah. The- Not Not fair, yeah, that makes sense. And
1: not scores, soundtracks, so collections of So.
0: Yeah, good movie.
1: Cool. So, all right, we'll talk about that on a future broadcast. We have a whole year ahead of us. Uh, I saw saw Antlers, finally, which is the other film I really And it is a solid fucking little monster movie. Um, Terry Russell is the smartest final girl I've ever seen in a movie, maybe because she's older. She makes smart decisions like <laughs> not going in the house when you hear the scary noise. Oh my god, he doesn't go in the house. Wow. Woohoo. Like that's just one of many. Um total badass little sure. solid flick. Um you know, it's not like, you know, going to win an Oscar, but it's it's definitely one of the uh, I love a good monster movie and it's Wendigos. And Wendigo's are very yeah. you don't get those very often unless it's a last uh-uh. a, a, a last festival movie like a Larry movie. Uh, so that was cool um and uh i know that a lot of people were bitching and uh, witching on um texas chainsaw massacre's new movie on netflix um i don't know if we saw it but i know nathan watched it i actually convinced him to watch it
0: hot i
5: haven't watched it yet i saw my
0: list
5: i had a lot of i loved it i really dug it i i get what everyone's whining about but they're they're whining about a uh, slasher movie tropes. <laughs> I don't understand oh, well, that in the least. What are you gonna do? Like it's yes, it is a modern movie, and it's not made like a slasher movie from the '80s. But it's about the best slasher you're gonna get now. It has great kills in it. The the Sweet. story isn't intricate, but it doesn't need to be. I mean, how many yeah. horror movies can we think of where annoying assholes go somewhere, walk in like they own the place, and the locals fuck them up? Is the some total of the story. Like all of them. I mean that's <laughs> right? that's so many horror movies out there and I don't understand why yeah. people are bitching that that's the story. That's how it goes, man. That's yeah, that's <laughs> that's the <so> rules. <laughs> These characters are so annoying. I wanted them all to die. Yes. That's that's the yeah. idea.
2: Congratulations. <laughs> and they will. Welcome to the genre.
5: Yeah. <laughs> I will say the first person that here. Okay, spoiler alert: Leatherface kills some people in this movie.
0: Oh um, no! What?
5: <laughs> yeah, but the first person that Leatherface killed is is probably my favorite kill in a horror movie in maybe the last five years, maybe ten. Oh shit! It, wow. it's nice.
1: it That's is, actually pretty big words from you.
5: I saw that and I'm like. How the hell has no one thought about that before? That's brilliant. It can't be
1: as good as the Umbrella oh. Kill is, it, it, in Stitches, though. That's still my favorite slasher. <laughs> <though. That's laughs> a good one. That one that is good, great.
5: but this is this this one. Is, I'm. Uh, I want I want to say it because it's so good, but I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Just forget that everybody's bitching about it for some weird reason, and just go into it just looking to have fun, and you're gonna find a fun movie. Yes, it's dumb as shit in parts, but it's a slasher flick. <laughs> Come on. But but yeah, you had completely head.
1: opposite things to say about Resident Evil, uh, four or whatever that
5: oh, it is now. God. If you want to bitch about a horror movie, how
1: about people jump
5: on that one's case? That was horrible. Like that was, and it it was not. It's not part of the series that has come before. Oh. With the Emil Jovovich wakes up naked and confused series. But it's it's a new, <laughs> which is also a lot of movies. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> it, it, it's trying to start a new Resident Evil series, and I I hope it oh. doesn't because this one was bad, real bad. What's it called? I, is
3: it Welcome to Raccoon oh. City? Is Welcome it to Raccoon
5: one? City. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. they, they take they take like some of the and there's there's a few fun Easter eggs for you know fans of the games, but like they pretty much take Resident Evil one and two. And take the highlights of it, and just string them together, and change hey. some of the characters around in ways that don't make sense lazy. yeah, it really is i mean there's there's a couple cool set pieces, but overall it's, uh, God, that was terrible yeah, that's okay, sir oh, <laughs> I recommend I- not watching that.
1: Before we go, uh, Raven, is there any movies or a TV that's been a standout for you in the last couple weeks?
3: Dude, i got to talk about Bel-Air.
1: Oh, Bel-Air. You guys that's know right. about this? It, please, go for it. we got five minutes, okay. so I'll give you two and a half, and I'll give two and a half to Erin. So.
3: Sounds good. Okay, so some dude on the interwebs went on the YouTubes and made a super cut of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air so that it looked like a drama and Will Smith saw huh. this and was like, this is a good idea and met with the guy. And now there's a drama show on Peacock called Bel Air. And the main character is named Will Smith. And what? he lives in Philadelphia and gets into trouble during a basketball game <laughs> and has to move oh, to my. Bel Air. Um, if I could just truncate some moments here, um Carlton snorts xanax
0: episode
3: oh. one all right okay. this is what we're oh. this is what we're looking at. the n word was dropped about eighty times in the first fifteen minutes, like it's they're a little fast and loose with that um and it's. Like, watching a train wreck, I don't know how it has such – it has, like, pretty good scores so far. Like, um on – I'm on track right now. It has a 78%, and I have no idea. But the thing is, I can't stop watching it. There's <laughs> enough references. Like, they they ham up the references so much. Um, So, there's actually the line, I got in one little fight and my ma got scared. Um, and he says it very dramatically, <laughs> and it just makes it hilarious. Like, it's not supposed to be. But, um, oh, yeah, I highly recommend it because
1: it's <laughs> fucking insane. It, it's it's like the darkest
3: you, timeline.
1: It's like, it's it's like insane. someone hands you a, a sour milk. Oh, you got to try this.
3: Yeah, like, smell this. Smell this milk. It smells disgusting, and you do it.
0: Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's this. Yeah, it's but on then you Peacock. Become addicted. That's
3: weird. Yeah, okay, I don't I mean. know. Like, I'm questioning everything and my own reality, but I highly recommend <laughs> you check it out and just tell me. Tell me I'm not insane or I am insane. I don't care which one. I just kind of want to know. <laughs> um, yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. Uh, I will right pass on. to Erin
1: right. Erin, <laughs> real quick, because um, pretty soon our guest is going to call. Is there anything we to right. mention that stands out to yes. you? Yes.
2: Yeah, although I'm going way, 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 way off field here uh, into the world of opera. I, oh, I got to see sweet. a uh, an opera in production. It was uh, just a staged uh, reading slash singing of it, but uh, it I can't wait to see this thing fully produced. Um, it's an original work, uh, produced for Fort Worth opera and San Diego opera called, pardon my horrible Spanish. El El último sueño de Frida y Diego. The last dream of Frida and Diego. Um, Frida is dead. Oh my God. Uh, love the freaking music. Um, I, I just I, I prefer to watch the whole thing and look at the libretto very, very, very occasionally. So I have yet to sit down and read the whole libretto through. But I just loved everything about it. Um the descriptions that I have read in the libretto uh just open up the possibility of a, a complete psychotronic kind of production with all kinds of fun things, uh put up on scrims, and it, it's, you know, all in the underworld and traveling to the real world, and I made a joke after the production, you know, Cocoa was a lot funnier, but in all seriousness, <laughs> this is an opera that I would totally go to see a full production of any day of the week.
0: Oh, and that man. And yeah, if, I if
2: agree. It, I, everyone in, yeah, so good. If
3: it goes up, let's go, Aaron. We, we can review oh, it
0: yeah.
1: together. I'm awesome. down. It sounds yeah, that fantastic. Sounds I, I remember seeing something about that and now I, I'm actually really glad you mentioned it. So uh almost forgot. Um I'll yeah. Well, um our guest has not called in yet. Let me see if he's around. Um do, is there anything <laughs> I've left off that I wanted to talk about? Uh I know, other than Joe Bob is killing it again. Um, I I love that he paired uh, Black Roses with what was the other movie? Oh my God, I'm blanking it. Frankenhooker. Um, Frankenhooker. Oh, I oh love yeah, Frankenhooker.
3: I was wow. here for
0: Halloween
1: once. <laughs> that that was just like I didn't know those movies would pair that well together, but they were the perfect movies to oh, pair that's that. That's perfect. So yeah. funny. They're both um, so good.
3: So, They're both so 80s.
1: Yeah, and and he had Frank Henon oh, he's on. Um and uh we had Frank Henenlotter Lauder on on the show. So and he was looking good. Like he was looking kinda That's ill awesome. last time I saw him and, and he looked way healthy. He can't remember anything, but you know, I'm sure there's reasons <laughs> <Yeah>. for that. <laughs> right, so yeah. uh, speaking of low budget independent hoarder, let me bring on my guest. Um he um yeah, he's like, I stand by. I'm growing on, bringing you on. Um, <laughs> stand by, sir, bringing you on. So uh, yeah, so uh, you know, independent horror has to have a root somewhere. And my boy here, um, he's been on the show before, and he was on my pa- well, the last panel I did at a horror convention, which happened to be Days of the Dead Atlanta and it was, you know, make your first horror film and he was in the process of making his first horror film and now he has made his first horror film and it won a uh, best uh, local uh, the locals award for Ohio so best directors from Ohio and now he's actually premiering it in theaters across the nation. Yeah or, or look for it for your near nice. you it's called Tarot Trips. Please welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show, actually. Mr. Jeff Simon. Mm-hmm. Welcome, sir. You're, you're back on with Sexy Witches. How are you doing? I'm
4: mm-hmm. doing great. Thank you very much for having
0: me again.
1: Oh, I'm so hey. glad. Uh, we, we talked um, We talked after Nightmare Film Festival because you had your show, and we both won awards at the a festival and watched, the sh- watched both of our movies together. That was awesome. Thank uh you. That so, was awesome. And,
4: thank you, by the and,
1: way. And, you oh, you're welcome, and thank you. Uh, not many people showed up for mine. A lot of people showed up for yours, and that was great. And I heard rumors that your turnout was very good on in the last um, two weeks now, two weeks ago? Uh,
4: two weeks ago tomorrow, yeah, we had our – Local premiere because the movie was filmed in Cincinnati and mm-hmm. Southern Indiana, so long time now people have been asking when can I see it? When can I see it? So we uh, got a local theater to host us, and uh, just under two hundred people.
1: Well, wow, that's still so awesome and yeah, amazingly awesome. And, and they how did paid, it paid? So. <laughs> oh, wow Even
0: better Ooh. You have to
1: say money talks And, so, and, right. and um, the audience That we saw it with Everything that you wanted to hit did How did this audience receive your movie
4: Exactly the same uh, Gaps at the right moments uh, A couple of laughs Where hey that wasn't supposed to be funny But I, you know If they're oh. reacting to the movie As long as they're not throwing shit at the screen I don't care
1: well, you know, as they say in professional wrestling, it doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Heat is heat. So, you know,
0: that's right.
1: uh, right. so it, it, awesome. Um, and you also announced, since I talked to you last, even though I knew it was in the works, but now it's official, you have a distribution deal.
4: We do. Uh, Mutiny Pictures is distributing the movie. They're going to start with a small theater run, uh, college towns, Art house cinemas, one-night events, just dot them around the country. And real quick after that, we're going to go to streaming, but I cannot divulge the streaming services. I'm not allowed uh, to yet.
1: Okay. Well, you definitely have to keep us up on that because I have a feeling that how most people are going to find your film is through a streaming service. Uh, so, yeah. and And I'm very pleased to know that a couple of my friends, are getting their films on streaming platforms. Um, my, my boy Jeremy Kipp just got his film, Face on Shutter, so congratulations to him. Nice. Uh You know, oh, yeah. Nice. Nice. yeah, so I, I actually I... want to talk about having him on, but that's another story because right now we're going to talk about Jeff because, Jeff, Jeff, you've been actually in a little bit of a hot streak yourself. I know you can't talk about everything, but please talk about your adventure since we saw you last.
4: We'll, talk well, well, first of all, um I just watched Slapface yesterday. Tell your friend it oh. was great. Oh, I will. Right I on. Will. Thank you. Yeah, as soon as you said that, I thought, didn't I just watch that? It might have been today. It's been a long day, you know. Um <laughs> but thank you very much. Uh uh what have I been up to? I can I can talk about some of this now. It's been announced. Uh horror fans out there will remember 1984 movie called The Mutilator. Um also known as Fall Break, because they didn't want to change the title, I believe. Um, uh, I mean, the uh, Bud Cooper didn't want to change the, the title card, but the uh, distribution company, I believe, wanted to change it to The Mutilator. Anyway, we're making huh. the sequel.
0: Yeah. Um, wow, congrats.
4: Same writer. Well, Bud Cooper is writing it again. He's directing. It's going to have the same feel as the original I can't I, – I can tell you this much. Um, it is the story of people who are rebooting the original Mutilator, and a slasher starts taking them out. Uh, that's all I can tell you. Um, you know, it's like they're trying to make a movie, and they become the movie instead. We have uh, –
1: Go ahead. Please, go, go ahead.
4: ahead. I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, I, was, just say over
1: that I was just going to say, Meta is your is your wheelhouse, so this sounds great for you. <laughs>
4: it definitely is, and I didn't even know it until uh, someone pointed it out a couple of years ago. Yeah, I love Meta. Um, so we have uh, uh, Damien Massey is going to join us on this one. He is from Haunt and Wrong Turn, and Chaney Morrow is coming over as well. From Haunt, from Wrong Turn. Um, and uh, Chaney was also the lead in my film, Terror Trips. Uh, and then our star is actually Terry Kaiser, who was Bernie in Weekend at Bernie's. And he also played the doctor in Friday the 13th Part 7. Uh, yeah, we got Bernie for this Longage. movie. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, a couple of other people. We've got Cody Cameron, a uh, uh, former Playmate model. Uh, we have Eva Hamilton. Uh, I love Eva Hamilton. She, uh, look her up on IMDB. She's got a bevy of horror films, but one movie that she did and I loved her in it and nobody ever talks about it, is a movie called Ruin Me.
6: Oh, um, Ruin Me is killer. Sort of,
4: isn't that great? Eva was in that. Oh, and so oh. You know, I get to work with her. Um, but i'm thrilled we we i can't tell you where we're shooting it i can't tell you when it's in north carolina but i can't tell you exactly where
1: Uh-oh, uh that's bud not right. really wants to be north carolina you have to say it like that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um
4: bud wants to keep it quiet as to the dates so that we don't have a little bit of a of a fan appreciation day uh on set mm. uh, yeah the uh the local police department don't need to be chasing away fans. So Bud's trying to keep it quiet as to when we're shooting.
1: Oh, well, that's fantastic. And, um, you know, so I would say that, like, you couldn't have a better business card than Terror Trips at this point because it it looks great. It has evil Russians. Who doesn't love that? Um, You know? (laughs) know, So, uh, you know, how did you come up with the idea of Terror Trips? In the first place, I mean, <laughs> yes, you do actually hear about tour. There are tour companies that kind of do what the center premise of this story is. But you take it to a different angle, and I know it has a lot to do with my current residence, Maryland.
4: Yes, it does, in fact. Um, there are companies that do this. The most famous one is uh, Onset Cinema. And the guy who runs Onset Cinema, Kenny Caperton, he will show a movie at the location where the, film, where the movie was filmed, they'll do this nice guided tour of the place and show you around this movie that you loved, and then they screen the movie. And that was the entire basis of uh, my film. However, before Kenny's company, Onset Cinema, was founded, I was at the Blair Witch location. We were doing a full two-and-a-half-day tour of every spot and, yes, we camped out in the woods the one night. Nice. Um, thank you. That's It's called the Blair Witch Experience, and Matt oh, Blase brutal. runs it every year. Uh, well, he didn't run it last year because of obvious reasons, but he has plans this October to host it again, Blair Witch Experience, uh, com. You can look it up. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so I'm down there with uh, Blasey and doing this tour, and – when i'm falling asleep in my tent uh the night i thought what if this was real what if the blair witch actually did exist and okay now i'm about to be hunted and as i drove home a couple of days later i started writing the script in my head and by the time i got home i had the entire outline in my head and just hit the uh hit the keyboard and wrote out a script about a group of people who do this exact thing and then eventually end up dead because it's a horror film. You
1: know, it 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 just does you know, occupational hazard, right? So <laughs> Exactly. So they and, and um, well, you know, uh it they you know, i I go to that area every once in a while because Harper's Ferry is right next door to Berkeley Fell. So I know uh, yeah, that area. Yeah, I I've Why? seen the signs.
4: Yeah, I know Harper's Ferry.
1: Harper's Ferry is awesome. There's a um there's a a train bridge that goes through part of the um you know canal and it's really cool there i usually don't walk through that um anyway here you go I'll all right a 10 that first
4: sorry about that that first tour that i went on um what drew me into the whole thing not just the fact that matt is a great tour guide and he knows those locations the director of the movie showed up to take us to coffin rock so ed sanchez okay. shows up
1: and okay. joins
4: us and, and shows us how to get to coffin rock it's like, I, I, you know, like, what that's just freaking amazing.
1: I've met Edward Sanchez a, like a couple of times at panels and at, at AwesomeCon, and the first time I mm-hmm. met him, I just information and vomited all over him. And I feel kind of bad about it, but I had so many questions about Lovely Molly that I just couldn't hold it back. So I just like oh, I, love you know, that
4: film. I yeah, me love too. That There's film. a
1: lot of questions. About yeah, him. well, and even though he was there I will showing the this.
4: Ed doesn't mind that sort of thing. He's one of the most down to earth. He, I, I think that watching the way that he handled his business helped make me into a better director, and I'm, I'm still a rookie at directing, but you learn from people who are the best. And Ed Sanchez, man, he's he's just one of the best.
1: Um, don't oh, give me he's any a, spoilers. He's a, I, full, I he's a folk hero here so, in Maryland. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we yeah. all love him. So uh, so um, you got the Mutilator 2 coming up, and I know there's a couple other things that we can't talk about yet. Um, right. and, and so how does it feel to be semi-hot and on the indie scene right now?
4: <laughs> I don't know. If you find somebody that is, we can ask them. Um, no, no, you're, you're
1: having a string of luck, dude. I mean, really. I mean, I am not definitely... only... Go ahead.
4: I would prefer to say a string of luck. I like that. Um, I think, and you know how it feels. It's surreal. I opened up the pages of Fangoria magazine and read a three-page article about my own freaking movie. I can't there's no yeah. way to describe that. Is, can you imagine? There's no way to describe that.
0: That's so badass. Can, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
4: if you've got the new the new copy of Fangoria. It's the stab cover if you're a subscriber and it's the black phone cover. If you're not pages six, seven and eight, man, I, I'm I'm still stunned. They even have a couple of photos of uh particularly gnarly scenes from Terror Trips, um, at least ones that, that give me the chills still. Um, but between Bangoria finally getting a release, selling the movie, and then immediately being hired to produce a sequel of a legendary film, I, I'm waiting for someone to pick me or pinch me because i got to be asleep. This can't be true. Uh,
1: it, you've come a long way concerned. from your poster at my panel.
4: <laughs> Didn't it fall on your head?
1: No, but you mansplained me. I, I've i been teasing you about that ever since. Oh my God, that's right.
4: Yeah. Thanks for reminding me of my of my misery.
1: <laughs> so, of my okay. curse. But but the one thing I did lead off on that whole panel is like when we we had and by the way Richard Tanner wrote and he said good show and he likes Jeff and he's excited about Mutilator too. So I just thought I'd say Yay. hey Richard what's up?
6: Um, is Thank that you.
1: The first thing that I said, it's not – because I didn't really think of, uh, like, teaching people to make their first film is irrelevant. You just got to go out there and make your fucking movie. Uh, You know, uh, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to have hard, long days that you're never intending to. You're going to forget to feed your actors, and they're all going to get grumpy. Uh, You know, you're going to have all sorts of things happen, but you just go and make it. And and whatever lies – Whatever happens, happens, and then you wor- go and you make your next one. So. Make
4: sure that your first one is a short film because I promise you, your first film is going to be really shitty. Um, not so much the that. writing. <laughs> well, not so much that you've written a shitty script or anything like that, but if you don't know what you're doing making a film and you go make your first one, it would be a shock if you made a good one on your first trial. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about what my first short film was. It was this stupid student project that I had to do with – I don't even want to talk about it. It tell you how bad it was. The movie was called Karma, and we spelled it C-A-R-M-A because it involved a car. That's how stupid it was. Anyway. (laughs) That was a tangent. (laughs) But, yeah, you know, you just go make it. Don't – don't worry about. I mean, the fact that I'm still acknowledging this terrible, terrible movie. It doesn't matter. You just, you go make it. You learn from your mistakes. You make a better one the next time. Um, that's how you become a decent filmmaker.
1: And and you are definitely on your way. I cannot wait to see what your Thank next you. thing will be. It'll be awesome. That you know, you, you'll eventually direct something else. We know you well because you, yeah, you've got I have a, uh, five. yeah. <laughs> uh, i have five I also,
4: scripts ready to go go ahead sorry five,
1: nice five scripts wow that's cool five scripts Five mm. scripts. i i wanted to mention though the, the first premiere of your movie though because i i mentioned earlier that i think joe bob is already knocking it out of the park with his valentine's day episode the first one of the season mm-hmm. um you got to meet joe bob and your film played at joe bob's uh the drive-in whatever they called that in at the mahonic drive-in in in pennsylvania
4: yes the uh joe bob jamboree they picked my movie to play on the screen i yeah okay so yeah yeah that string of luck that you talk about okay it's it's starting to feel a little bit better now you know (laughs) i i want to i want to downplay because i don't want to come across as, uh, you should have heard Elizabeth uh, had this uh, really cocky director. I'm never going to go see his shitty movie. I'm trying to downplay it because I don't want to come across as some dick who, you know,
0: uh,
4: but yeah, there's some good things that have been happening to me lately. I'm like still stunned that it exists. You know,
1: Enjoy this moment. Dude, you can't take away (laughs) from it. You're doing well. Enjoy it. You know, yeah. and, you know, we all wish. You know, that there, you know, directors have their ups and downs, and this just happens to be an up period. I think you should just ride the fucking wave, man. <laughs> Thank you.
4: I'm gonna. I'm gonna listen to that advice. It's just, you know, how much better can it get? You know, it's like Joe Bob and and Fangoria and my first feature film. I'm really on cloud nine. I just I'm trying to keep myself tamped down in case one of those bad waves hit. You no, know, I don't want to. I don't want to just expect that these sorts of incredible things are, are going are to keep happening, but I'm, I'm just well, getting lucky right now, and I'm very fortunate.
1: Well, Matthew Lillard, I go to his panels a lot, and I know that you have an affinity to Scream, right? And he actually said he was out of work for an entire year after Scream. He could not get work. Wow. So, so wow. you know, and then all of a sudden, he, boom, he, he gets everything again. You know, so, uh, you know, it, it, it it's just part of the game. Unfortunately, there's the show business and is the business end. Fuck the business end. We all want to make art and have a good time. But, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, just enjoy it. You're going to, you're doing, I'm so happy for you that you're doing so well. And, 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 and it's been fun following you and you're, cause you're, 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 you're like Lisa Tile. You're so happy. You're like, yay. <laughs> you're, you're so cute. Um, so um, I know that none of my other panel, unfortunately, has had the honor of watching your movie yet, but I wanted to throw it out to my sexy witches and see if they have any questions for you. Please
5: I do. Uh, where can we go to find out where the uh, th- uh, theatrical screenings are going to be? Uh, that's a great question. Uh,
4: Terror Trips is on Facebook. Um, we're also oh. – um, we have accounts on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, um, Instagram, and I also have a TikTok, but I, I prefer <laughs> hour-and-a-half-long movies, not 30-second ones. Um, but all of those, and it would be Terror Trips on Twitter – yeah, it's just terror trips on all of them. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, Twitter's the best place to find me. Jeff from Ohio, Pretty simple. And I never shut up about terror trips online. so if you're following me on Ooh. any one of those, you will definitely hear about the uh, uh, the screenings. And uh, Ms Gray, will you please give him my personal Facebook page so that he can get the see the screenings when I, oh. when I announce them on my personal page?
1: A- absolutely, that's not a problem. Thank you. Uh, you know, you. I'm actually surprised you guys are not. I mean, not. Uh, you know, you have plenty of mutual friends. I guarantee it on Facebook. <laughs> uh, so, including the ever so enigmatic igne- Richard Tanner, who's listening in tonight. So, thank you for listening, sir. Ah. And uh, you know, like I said, he just gave a shout out to you. Uh, how about you, Raven or Aaron? Do you have any
6: questions for our fellow director here?
2: And yeah, a actually, yeah, I um, got can, okay. can I uh ask what you think about um the academy's decision regarding short films and not broadcasting them
4: oh <sighs> well, <laughs> well, the short answer is it's bullshit um thank the you long answer yes, of course, the long answer is I know that editors were also cut out of the process Yes, they were and don't you need editors to run that show? Because yeah. all those Boy, little howdy. clips that – get yeah, all those little clips that, hey, uh, so-and-so is being nominated for Best Actor, and they show clips from the movie. An editor did that, like on the show. We know that editors do every single frame of every movie, but you can't do that show without editors. Tell me the makeup artists aren't insulted by this, and they're going to have to work backstage – working on the makeup of, yeah. of, of the hosts. Right. Complete yeah. bullshit. It, it's a slap in their face and it's to their face. And that's, well that's how I feel about it. Have a little when, when bit we a, all feel
1: like oh, that. I mean, I'm never going to know anybody that's going to win a Best Actor award. I may know a director someday, but I'll hmm. never know an actor on that level. But I've known people that have been nominated for Animated Supervisor. I've known people that have been nominated for Makeup, and I'm sure someday we're going to see Sarah Trost name on a costume design nomination. I'm positive on that someday. You know, mm. and these are the people that, that deserve our love and deserve that few moments of, of of notice so other people can, so they can give them more work and maybe inspire others to join that field of, of film. And it really upsets us, actually. Me too. So Me too. So Raymond, you have a question?
3: Yeah, Jeff, I'm on your IMDB and there's a trivia thing here that I need to ask you about. Are you aware of this? Did you put this trivia in? It's true, too.
4: <laughs>
0: it's true.
3: Wow. Here's what it says. Panel. On his birthday in 2014, Bruce Springsteen invited him on stage to sing the third verse of Growing Up. What's going on? Are you BFFs with Bruce? Damn. I mean,
4: I, the, the 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 story that I like to tell is, yeah, I used to be in the E Street Band. But the reality <laughs> of, of it is, nice. the, Bruce does two or three sign requests a night. He'll look out into the crowd for songs to play, and you hold up your sign, and if he chooses it, they play the song, and that's it. My sign said growing up for my birthday, and he chose the sign,
0: Aww.
4: started playing it, and then... For the third verse, he looks up at us and says, "Birthday boy, come on down." <laughs> I went on stage. Yeah, Damn. Yeah, the, the reality cool. of it is, is, yeah, lucky, luckiest son of a bitch in the world that night. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> you got the posing with the boss. So yeah, there's video is of it. So neat. Look,
4: look up uh, Bruce Springsteen growing up Cincinnati, and you'll see. On it. it. I'm, I'm on, on it. it. it.
0: Oh, and by the oh. way,
4: I stage dove at the end of the song.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, <Perfect>. that's true. <laughs> I, do. I I, I kind of regret that because I'm a big dude, but uh, yeah, it was fun.
3: Yeah, I think and it was the you... right move. It's the right exit. <laughs> yeah,
1: Bruce was
4: kind of stunned by it. You'll see.
1: Human <laughs> tortinos. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> first, Spoilers. back to our spoiler alert for Peacemaker. Did you watch Peacemaker by <laughs> HF, Jeff?
4: No, I haven't seen a, a frame of it yet. I, uh, the time that I have is ridiculously small.
1: Yes, I know. But you are a writer, and this is a writer's show. So I think you should yeah. definitely watch it uh, when you can fit it into your ever-so-busy schedule.
4: <laughs> About a week before we go to set for The Mutilator 2, I'm giving myself t- mandatory time off so that I can just breathe and watch whatever I want. That's on my list. That and Yellow Jackets are on my list. Actually, yeah, I
3: want to watch that too.
1: So and on the film front, is there anybody that you're currently watching, other than you saw Slap's face, which is awesome, um, that you would like to recommend to the, this uh, audience of Sexy Witches?
4: um yeah uh don't listen to what everybody says about the texas chainsaw massacre because it's great it's yes! is it a great is it yeah. yeah is it a great film um no
0: but <laughs> the deaths
4: are phenomenal and the, just because the storyline has no likable characters doesn't mean it's a bad movie unlikable characters are fine <laughs> You know a movie like mine I can't get away with unlikable characters through and through because who the hell's gonna watch my movie if they can't like a character, but it's the Texas fucking chainsaw massacre they're gonna watch they're gonna watch it anyway, make them unlikable, make it fun that they get killed because this person sucks and they deserve to die that That's how I feel about it.
1: Uh because funny 'cause we just said thing. that very thing on uh, just right before you called yeah. in. Nathan was like, Yeah, and you know, he, he's a he saw his family, according to him. So you know mm-hmm. so, <laughs> I spent over know. a
5: decade. I spent over a decade as Netherworld's resident chainsaw wielding maniac. So yeah, the Saw is family.
4: So <laughs> right. Yeah, and and I liked the movie. I it was what I wanted it to be. I wanted to see some really cool death. And I did, man. That. I don't want. To, I won't spoil it for your listeners, but you've seen it. You know that closing. That closing death. That's the best death I've ever seen as far as special effects goes.
0: They, really, ah, the closing. Wow.
4: The 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 Damn. where you know what no. I mean. Uh, you know, I mean, it's a mm-hmm. chainsaw,
5: right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's See, my, they never my favorite one. Was, my favorite one didn't even involve a chainsaw. It was it was the first oh, one. Was it the, the, the first person. In the, the first person Leatherface Kills. Don't say what it was. Yep.
6: But the <laughs> first person Leatherface
5: Kills is my favorite kill in that movie and in any movie for a while. That was really, really good. And again, the camera really didn't didn't hide anything
4: yet. Like, I love Get Out. Top ten horror movie of all time for me. But there is not a single mm. instance of on screen violence in that movie. Everything that they do violent is is either Assumed or shadowed, like that guy got mm. beat over the head with a with a croquet ball, but you never saw it connecting. You just saw the ball come up to the sky, and it's covered in blood.
1: Not but, even the huh. antlers through the chest. So I'm trying to replay the movie in my head here. I, they, I... they
4: never showed the on-screen violence. You saw the after effects. Wow, true. I agree. No,
1: uh, you know they did the old school shadow in the corner thing, right? So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, like and even
4: even in uh, in Get Out, when they're operating on the guy, you never see scalpel going to blood. It's sort of like this little a uh, uh, layer of protection around you. This you can see blood, but you don't see the scalpel going to skin. That's Jordan Peele is brilliant, but that was great. You know he 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 did exactly what I believe Psycho did.
0: Tons of yeah.
4: Scary moments, no real violence on screen.
1: I, I also want to say hmm. we're talking about Get Out. Um, the new trailer for Nope, his alien invasion movie, looks fantastic. Yeah.
4: Oh, my so, God, yes. I can't, can't wait. That look like fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I also have to say, and I'm begrudgingly saying this, because I went to go see Jackass – um, with Nathan and my daughter, yes. I took the evil Yes, to see Jackass. Don't go there. Uh, but I'm a great mom. Uh, but uh, I saw Ty West's trailer for X. Um, I have been burned many times by Ty West. I am not a huge fan of Ty West movies. I will say that was the best trailer I have seen of his to date.
0: It was yep. really, yeah.
1: really good. We got the red band. We got the red band trailer, and it was looked the the look of it, the the the, the it very much that that grimy yet polished seventies look that you got from movies. Um, you know, very much indicative of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know, the documentarian yep. style. Mm. Um yep. I the subject matter looks cool. Um. I, I might begrudgingly end up going to see it. <laughs> I refer to
4: it as the porn saw massacre.
1: It might because be because it's, it just... you know,
4: it's film. It just feels like they're filming a porn movie right next to Leatherface, and okay, that's what happened. That's just what it feels like to me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go nuts over that movie too. I it looks fantastic.
1: Yeah, so cool. So we do have stuff to look forward to in your busy schedule. And um, so where is your next screening, if we may ask? Um, Plug your
4: stuff. I'm not sure yet. Well, with with COVID, we got pushed just a little bit. We had them lined up, and they were going to be – I believe there was going to be 10 in the first week and then more if those were successful. But we had to push because uh, theater owners were really not yet feeling comfortable about yeah. single night screenings. With the numbers going down, especially in Ohio right now, it's looking like we might be able to do it sooner than later, but I don't know when the next screening is.
1: Um, All right, well, I'll be and
4: happy. Yeah, I will. I will definitely.
1: Yeah. So cool. I, I'm really happy you came on tonight and, uh, glad do, talked about your film and, uh, you know, I'm sure we're gonna bump heads some point in the person and you know, we always seem to do it every every couple. Yes, of weeks. we do. So, um and um before you go, I'm gonna have a special caller call on the line and oh, boy. uh just to well no, it has nothing to do with your movie, but they wanted to call in. <laughs> okay, no, no, please no. go ahead. That one, that one. Hold on. This and is then, your life.
6: Oh, hold on. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Anyway, plug like yourself some more. Hold on.
1: Fill air. Fill air. Dead air. Oh, no. <laughs> the coming to an end. Dead air. Dead air. I actually have some phobias of dead air. I dream of dead air in my sleep. It's mm. terrible. <laughs> um, all right, come on. But anyway, we got some big news on the sexy witch's end. So we're making a major announcement. All right, there you go. Let's go to the other room. All right. So, Jeff, thank you for coming on the show. I really, really thank appreciate you. you being on the show. And please come on again. And you know, you can always when you know the show's coming up and you have plug your always come on and plug your stuff, even if it's just for a minute. Yes. We appreciate I will. it. You. So, um all right. So, three oh one area code. Welcome, you're on with the sexy witches.
6: Hello. Hello? Hello? Um. Who, hello. Who is this? This is the Evil Genius. Hi, Evil Genius.
3: <gasps> Hi, Evil, hello, Evil Genius. Genius is
0: here.
6: So
1: you have a big announcement, Evil Genius. Do you not?
6: <laughs> I'd say it's not big, but it's giant. <laughs> That's Ooh. actually probably a good way
1: to say it, actually. Because yeah, it might be small in the big world scheme, but for you, it's a big deal. And what is your big deal?
6: Well, um, I got into the the play at my local at my local children's theater.
1: Uh huh. And what is that right. play?
6: And what role is it? Um, it is Annie, and I got Fred Frederick Franklin. Franklin, I see Franklin um, Delano, Delano, (laughs) Delano Roosevelt, there you go, very good,
5: the Notorious FDR,
1: yeah, FDR, (laughs)
5: American Badass,
1: so you are, I know, right, Uh, so you are the president, yes, and um, you had your first rehearsal win, yesterday, Ooh, that's what it is. So, Jeff, yes, we got an up-and-coming right actress in our, in our our in actor or actress, they, them. They can play both sides. So, you know, uh, if nice. so, nice you, know, you ever need a, a precocious 12-year-old, you got one. Uh- <laughs> Multifaceted.
2: I love don't it. Don't come much more precocious. Wait, I was, wait weren't <laughs> you
1: talking
6: about movies right before I joined the call?
1: Oh, we always are talking yes. about movies.
6: Yes. Well, I mean, like, not d- movies, directors. The, like the director in here, and that's doing quite well.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's yes. yeah. Death, death. Say hi to my evil genius.
4: Hello, evil genius. Nice to meet you.
1: Yeah, Hello, so, nice to meet you too. So, um, tell us about your rehearsal real quick.
6: Um, it was pretty fun. Um, the head hauntress, or my partner in crime, aka <laughs> okay, my mother, um, came there for the first half of it. So, and we talked, so they talked about, like, the scripts, and what, what they have the expectations of us, code of conduct, all, like, the usual presentation stuff you have at the start of stuff, and then afterwards, um, they took the parents out to the side and did the panting. and they took the kids on stage, and they, and then we did, a, um, a read-through, and we got all the way through to the end of Act 1, finished Act 1, and we're and tomorrow we're gonna to pick up at Act Two. But right, so right before we um, left, we did this um, like circle round thing to get to know each other. So like, introduce your name, pronouns, and something, something just like like a fact about yourself. Something fun to yourself. And we went around, did that, and I ended up getting the whole place laugh, including the director, by just saying, and and there's and like a fact about me is I'm the best.
3: Well
1: well, I'm glad you're doing well And um, good luck All of us on here are It's kind of neat because you know We're all different levels of of our careers You're definitely starting out At the very beginning Jeff is starting to hit a career peak And high And uh, (laughs) sexy witches keep rolling around So thank you for calling in for a few minutes Evil Genius and we'll talk in on the flip side later Okay Okay bye Bye and oh, Jeff, genius. Congratulations. Yeah. So I she wanted to call he they wanted to call in and Jeff, thank you for staying right online on. just for a minute. Um, oh, so, that's really so,
4: sweet. Yes, I'm happy to.
1: Yes. So um, we'll talk, I'm sure, on the Facebooks. Once again, plug your stuff. Where can they contact you or if they want um so they can keep in talk and uh, keep in in contact with you on the yes. Twitter.
4: Uh, terror trips on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. But if you want to get more information on Twitter, go to Jeff from Ohio. That's where I spend uh, most of my time when I'm promoting. Is on Jeff
1: from Ohio on Twitter. Well, thank you, Got Jeff. It. I'm thank glad, you. and I will make sure I give that stuff to Nathan as soon as we're off air tonight. And um, I already sent
5: Jeff a th- request. Oh, yeah, boy, I already see it on Facebook
1: uh-huh. there. <laughs> they already take care of each other. I mean, come on. like I said, okay. So, how many mutual friends did you have between each other? Fifty-five.
5: Fifty-five.
1: 55. I knew it. I knew it. I, there was no way you didn't. Uh, so, uh, so most excellent. We are going to change topics, Jeff. So I'm going to let you go. But you I miss everybody. you already i uh, know, never very far <laughs> away. And uh, you know, once again you can welcome to call in and rap about anything. If you if you like the subject matter, you just want to bitch about the subject matter, like we're gonna have an Oscar's bitch <laughs> coming up. So you more oh welcome to Yay. call in and on that. Um so uh and we're even gonna have a Nightmare Alley episode coming up theoretically soon with someone that worked uh, on that. So uh, you know so keep an eye yeah. out. You're welcome to guest or co-host anytime. Well, I'm
4: going to come on and talk about Titanic, but I have to watch it first because I don't know how that ends.
1: Oh. Okay. <laughs> Spoiler. It's, it's, so, it's a joke.
4: The, the ship sinks, people. The ship sinks.
1: See, the ship sinks. <laughs> he's a guy. Um, <laughs> all the twist All right. Thank
0: you. <laughs> sorry.
1: Have I'm a good one, and congratulations again that your movie is doing so well.
4: Thank you very much. Have a good night, everyone.
1: Good night, Jeff. Thank
3: you.
4: Bye.
1: Bye. bye, bye. So that was Jeff Seaman in uh, Terror I've seen it. It is actually a pretty darn good film, and and uh, it's one of those films that horror films where the you know shows that monsters. I love movies with monsters, but sometimes it's the people that are the monsters. So it, it's mm-hmm. a pretty good film. Um, hold on, just a second. Um, d- discuss. I don't know. I remember a coffee talk where they always give you an awesome subject, <laughs> and then the Holy
2: Roman Empire was neither Holy Roman nor Empire. Empire.
1: Walk among yourself. I'll be right back.
5: I got something to throw out there. I watched a Please. film a couple weeks ago. Uh, was a couple weeks ago. It was last week. Uh, Catwoman hunted a new animated uh, flick from DC. Oh. Um, oh. I was not a big fan because I don't like anime, but if you're a fan of that art style, this will probably be right up your alley. And it was very jazz-influenced as well. Lots of, like, ooh, a jazz score almost throughout the entire thing with the action scenes kind of set to the tempo and everything. Really interesting flick. Like I said, the art style, huh. not really my cup of tea, but if you're into anime, you will totally dig this.
1: Uh, I Where'd I you see it? Though yeah excuse me where'd you see it
5: where'd you see it uh it's available on uh amazon prime amazon ah, prime excellent. oh speaking yeah.
1: of amazon prime i started watching the um, season four of the marvelous um Maisel on on oh, amazon yeah. prime and it's True to form is the last three seasons. So um it's funny because if you listen to an episode a couple of seasons back, you'll hear bitching about what the fuck is this show? Because it was everywhere on the Tony <laughs> Awards, and I had no idea, but I am totally hooked. And it's kind of reminiscent of my own life because it's about a woman that was summarily dumped by her husband, and the way she gets through it is she ends up getting drunk, meeting Lenny Bruce, and becoming a stand-up comedian. So, uh, you know, I'm all for those things. So... I mean, <laughs> so, As you uh, do. yeah, so and um, I do have to say on a personal note, my uh, divorce officially went through on Tuesday of last week. Um, it's not final. It's ratified, but not finalized yet. The final paperwork is going through the courts right now. So I am now a single woman. So um, and Aaron, it She's was an back honor. on the
2: market again.
1: <laughs> but I want to say, Aaron, it, I, it was an honor to be your cousin for as long as I will. Ah,
2: you'll always be my cousin.
1: Yeah. It, it doesn't I, I, stop.
2: It doesn't stop. You don't become an ex-cousin.
1: Yeah, I, I love you, and I love Nat so much, and I hope we can, we're, I, I really want to keep you in my life, not just on the podcast. I mean, you're my partner in crime. Oh, yeah. I, who's going to go Hell to San yeah. Diego Comic-Con with me? You know? Well,
2: San Diego Comic-Con, and we've got... Um, D23, the Disney Expo, finally, after years and years. Uh, we've got Star Wars Celebration coming back eventually. You'll be out of here again.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> My, the evil genius is making me tea right now, so that's very nice. So Ooh, cool. lovely! So, what uh, kind of
2: tea are you doing?
1: Well-rested tea, which is Trader Joe's version of Sleepy uh. Time, to be exact. Uh, so we
2: have been doing the Mandalorian black tea and, you know, obviously I got it just for the label, although it is (laughs) from Republic of tea and they do good teas, but we're really liking it. We, we ordered a second time, even before I I ordered the uh, Luke Skywalker or the Grogu or the Fennec Shand labels.
1: That's so funny. And speaking of Grogu, and this will segment into our professional wrestling, you know, I have one thing I've learned about hanging out with professional wrestlers, yeah, a lot of them are horror geeks, not surprising there, but they're just nerds in general out there. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. So there was yep. this one fan recently where he was wearing a shirt that looked like he had Grogu in a baby Bjorn. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was it, it was pretty funny. So I I just like, you know, you know, they're just, it's, it's been an interesting uh, experience, like hanging out with wrestlers and wrestling fans. So, um, so Aaron and Miss Enchantress Raven, um, we are going to jump into a wrestling segment for the next uh, back half of the show. You're welcome to stay on if you want. Um, if, if not, you're also welcome to clock out So uh, it's your choice One way or another Thank
2: you I'm going to cl- clock out and spend time with Nat Who sends big love And uh, we'll catch you on the next one Thanks thanks for having me on again Enjoyed it well,
1: Always And um, I'm not sure when the next show is going to be um, It's probably going to be The 16th Um, And then we're going to have one on the 30th, which be right after the Oscars. So we have got to do an Oscars. Um, So Raven, um, same question. And um, if you can go on that fact-finding mission for the Nightmare Alley thing, those are the the dates that um, you can offer them.
0: Okay. Either one of
1: them. um...
3: No problem. I'll send that out. Uh, my stepmom bought me depression Taco Bell. Um, so I think I'm going to go <laughs> eat that. But I think I'll, I'll listen I'll listen to you guys, but I won't be on the line.
1: Okay. So much love to my sexy witches. And we'll see you in a couple weeks or talk to you in a couple weeks. Awesome. Keep things Have deep. a fun show.
5: Absolutely. Take it easy,
1: Good. y'all. Good night. Okay, bye, bye, guys. Bye, God, you. luck, and
0: good speed. Okay,
1: so. <laughs> Those are my, my peeps. They're awesome. But now we're down to two. It's my and dirty southern two. sorcerer. And we actually have much to discuss because the the wrestling world is starting to blow up. I mean, even tonight's AEW episode had a lot going down um first of all the forbidden door has been completely smashed open and everyone is on everybody's promotions now i just watched um the prestige which is a the 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 big um, promotion in the pacific northwest in portland and they had their first show in two years last week Uh, one of our friends on the show eric martin um, he doesn't like to call in very much, but um he was there. He got to meet Danhausen, um, who was the general manager at that show. Um, which is like mm. I didn't you know, how how you, can you be a guest general manager, but I guess it's possible, right? Um So the, he was the, there. He, they
5: had to throw massive bags of monies at him for that.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, you know, and uh, the booking was pretty good because once again, he had Malachi Black, and what's the guy's name that um, was the Davy Richards. Davy Richards, and I will say that was one of the best matches I've seen Malachi in. Um, it was. It was technical. It was fast, and it was brutal. So, um, so can you tell me a little bit about? the guy he was wrestling, and also my boy Dalton Castle um, was on the show, and he and, and uh, one of the people were like, you have the best ass in wrestling, and he kind of looks at him and goes, yes, no, you're right. <laughs> it was one of my favorite moments of the night. <laughs> so, Dalton uh, Castle's
5: one of the most entertaining dudes, like, just bar none. He, he has his character, and he plays it to the hilt, and he is hilarious. Uh, Davy Richards, he – uh, back, he broke into Ring of Honor as a tag team with Eddie Edwards called the American Wolves who had amazing battles with the Briscoes and Kevin Steen and El Generico then they broke up and feuded over the titles and Davey, Davey Richards is a badass, just flat out, he is a badass he uh, was a tag team partner of Super Dragon back in PWG for a long time and known for some having some of the hardest kicks in wrestling which is why it was very interesting pairing him up with uh, Malachi Blot.
1: That was a fast match. Like like they the, the move and holds they kept they kept changing every few seconds, and it was almost hard hard to keep up with them. Uh, there was no real downtime in that match. Uh, I was very impressed with it. Um, and of course, we got a walk on with Brody King, and that was cool.
6: Uh, you know, it,
1: it was, it, it's glad to see that wrestling is starting after, you know, COVID almost killed wrestling. Um, I'm pleased to tell you that the Prestige had their biggest turnout in years and uh, sold out the venue. So, nothing, uh, congratulations. Nothing,
5: can kill huh? wrestling. Nothing, nothing can kill wrestling. So, that, and so shout it out. it was really, for a long time there, wrestling was one of the very, very few forms of live entertainment that was running at the height of the pandemic.
1: Yeah, even with the limited crowds, I mean, even AEW had a scattering of people when they were in uh, in um, Florida, you know, because you had them. So, su- but you know, it really did suffer though having limited crowds because boy, did they feed off the energy, and you know, and 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 you know it, but you really didn't realize it until they got the crowds back. And where I it the most was Double or Nothing when Jungle Boy came on. Uh, he, he that was his first time wrestling with a crowd. And he actually had to stop, and was like, "Oh my God, they're singing my song!" <laughs> and he's like, "Okay," and he goes running in, uh, you know. But it was, you know, he, it, it took him back. Like he had never actually experienced that on that level since before COVID, and it was like so cool because I know he did some smaller venues, but nothing like that. Uh, so you know, it's kind of amazing. And speaking of Jungle Boy, he did not make um, Wrestling Observer any of the uh, lists. Uh actually I think he did, but um a most improved, like at number five. But I wasn't gonna didn't talk about win anything. No, he's he did not win up, anything. Though. But he's up for but he's uh currently the uh tag team champion with uh Lucha Jurassic Express. So, you know, took it away from the luchas, but Ray Phoenix, well, who is a winner by the way, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um he is still down for the count. We have not seen him come back. So uh please get better. But we did see the rise of Penta's uh dark character. Uh what was it? Penta Otoro or Oscuro.
0: Ochooro.
1: Oscuro. that's right. So I hope it's another bitchin action figure on your wall.
0: Oh,
5: absolutely. I need I need all the Penta figures, all the bad bootlegs, all of, the, all, the all, good, of the all the good All the good AEW ones. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of a redux of Penta's darker character that he was in Lucha Underground, which is where I first saw him, where I first, you know, fell in love with his act. So I'm, well, I'm really excited that he's bringing that character back.
1: He, so that was really weird, because I watched some of him in Lucha Underground, and he used to go and break people's arms at the end of his matches as a honor to his... Uh, his his it ma- for his teacher,
0: and then mm-hmm. the big
1: plot twist is that he wrestles someone, loses, and he breaks his own arm. And it turns out it, it's his teacher. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, but, you know, uh, I forget. That match TV. was
5: also the first match ever on regular cable television to use light tubes. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Penta, Penta was That's the first head person head. on TV to hit someone with a light tube.
1: Nice. So, uh, so uh, we, David Metzler runs is, I don't know, for some reason the leading voice of critics for wrestling (laughs) and he is the, (laughs) if you laugh, we we won't go there. We'll, we'll be respectful here. Um, But he has the wrestling observer newsletter and then they have a winner's uh, They vote for a winner's list. Very, you know, very much like Mangoria is, has open votes for chainsaws for best horror film, best feature, first feature is the stylist. Vote for that, please. Um, but um, they came out with their list of uh, their list over the weekend, and I thought we'd go over it real quick. Um, they um, we're not going to go to all the runners up, but except for I am going to talk about the runners up for wrestler of the year. Um, so uh, number one, not surprising, and he was also um, on many lists actually, is Kenny. Omega is number one on everybody's list. Like, when is he not number one? He hasn't been not number one in years.
5: Well, you knew he was going to be number one on Meltzer's list because Meltzer has the biggest heart on for Kenny Omega, like, ever. But you can't argue, like, especially earlier in the year when he was doing the belt collector thing and was having incredible matches and, like, five different promotions at the same time. Like, you really can't argue that – yeah, you could if you want to, but there, you know, maybe only a couple of dudes, but I I can't find any kind of grudge with naming Kenny Omega wrestler of the year.
1: No, and he was also number 1 on what's I always mess it up, the the PW was the PWI.
0: List?
1: PWI list. Or Wrestling Illustrated. Number, yeah, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. So he was number 1 on that list as well. And I'll tell you, I I I never quite understood the Kenny Omega thing until I saw him live. In Philadelphia last year and then everything changed I was like he is so amazing his charisma just he's a shining beacon in the on, on the on, in the ring and he's also extremely subtly responsive to his audience and you can't read that on the camera at all um so uh but he is truly totally engaged with the audience as he's doing am- these amazing moves so i i i you can't really say that Kenny Omega doesn't deserve to be on the top ten list, so oh, no, I mean, absolutely not now number two is kind of an interesting uh, um Roman reigns and that's w w e correct he he's number yeah. two, and then uh Shinko Takagi of new japan pro wrestling uh yes. number three that's
5: my boy uh, right there,
1: yeah, I even knew what promotions they're from I've learned it um <laughs> Brian Danielson's number four obviously AEW. I always mess up this guy's name, Utami Hashishita, uh, Hashi also of New Japan, not is bad. number five. I, 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 I can get those Japanese names sometimes. Uh CM Punk is number six. Shuri is number seven. Hangman Adam Page is number eight. And then last but not least is Kach... Let's see if I can do this one. Kashiko Nakajima. Was that close?
5: Nice. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's number <laughs> Absolutely. nine. Absolutely number 10 right up the rear is John Moxley. So Moxley is still running into it and you know Moxley might not be the best wrestler but he is a lot of fun to watch live. I I really enjoy Moxley and I love I love how he he walks through the audience and I got to see him walk through the audience live this year with Brian Danielson standing next to him and that was just such a geeky moment. So I I give John Moxley Even though there's other wrestlers I would have put in his place, I don't mind that he's there, if you know what I'm saying.
5: No, absolutely. And even if you don't really dig his wrestling, because I know a lot of people that he's not their cup of tea, you cannot deny that dude is over as hell.
1: He is, and he held a belt for a brief period of time in GCW um which is the largest independent wrestling promotion and we'll get to Game Changer Wrestling in a few minutes here. Uh so, you know, he he's uh, still he doing it. He yes, is still.
5: He is currently the GCW heavyweight champion.
1: Is he still heavyweight champion? Yes, he is. Oh my god. And I know that like uh Nick Gage is now the a tag team champion um with Matt Tremont. Well, yes. With Matt Tremont, which is like awesome for Matt. Like I uh, like Nick Gage, okay, you got a belt. Matt Tremont getting a
6: belt, like, awesome, right? So. One of the most
5: decorated he, – he is one of the most decorated wrestlers in American Deathmatch history. and But that's one of the titles he has not held, so I'm glad to see him get that.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay, so let's go on to some of the other ones. Tag Team of the Year was the Young Bucks, even though I would give it to the Lutheran. Mm. But, that, um, you know, there's, I there's, there's understand five, why.
5: There's about five teams that if you had named any one of them Tag Team of the Year, I would be like, oh, okay. I can see that.
1: Mm-hmm. But, you I mean, know, you I got, understand.
5: Yeah. You got, like, FTR, the Briscoes, the Lucha Bros. I mean, you've got just so many great tag teams out there right now, like, which is awesome because Tag Team Wrestling was on its ass there for a while, but it's really coming back in a big way. Um, uh,
1: young Bucks followed up best on interview. So best on the stick this year, big surprise, with MJF. Um, I don't think anybody can argue that. I mean, he really is. Right now, he's got this stick battle, which will eventually be a battle battle at the Revolution in a couple weeks with CM Punk. And so you put the two best people on the stick together. It's been nothing but golden nuggets all the way through, including tonight, where MJF actually like dropped his persona and got real for a few moments and uh, even cried. I've never seen, like, that he can actually pull that off. Like, like he's a really good actor. I would like to see him actually do, like, some acting, maybe move on, like, like The Rock or any of them and actually have some feature roles. Because, I mean, he really, like, all through his his tenure and, like, even uh, was it the stadium stampede, uh, how le- good his acting was in that, you know, like... You know, when even though he's throwing these amazing moves, he's still completely in character, and he's still got all this stuff going for him. So you can't really say anything about MJF is the best. I, I would also they don't give one for it best heat. I would say would probably also be MJF. So he would be my favorite. He's,
5: oh yeah, he. I the only people I might put anywhere close to him on getting heat would be RSP earlier in the year, Ricky Shane Page, but. <laughs> no, nah, MJF, due to just how consistent he has been this year, like he's put on amazing matches. Like that Darby Allen match he had was outstanding, and just he is an amazing character. Like you don't see a lot of people with that dedication to their character anymore.
0: Like it, he,
5: social media, in person interviews, when he's at conventions, the dude never drops kayfabe. It's it. awesome.
1: So when he came out tonight and talked about like him growing up as a, a a Jewish kid in football with ADHD and wrestling and CM Punk is what got him through it, you could tell there was some truth to all of that. Um, and and uh, even and CM Punk's response to that was it was just it was uh, you can't get better promos. And yeah, he cheats a lot on his wrestling matches, but I wanted to point out that Chris Jericho and him wrestled this year, and that was a clean over. So you know, so whoever the bookings are just phenomenal, and we'll talk about booking of the year because we know who's booking, and he won, but we're not there yet. So let's move on. MJF, we could talk for I could literally talk for hours about MJF and how awesome he is. And um, one, last, but, one last
5: thing about MJF. Speaking of the way they're booking him. I love the way they are slow burning this whole Wardlow thing.
1: Uh, yeah, I know. I thought it would be moved faster, but it hasn't. Uh, you know, speaking of Wardlow, you know, got that Revolution uh, ladder match with him and Powerhouse Hobbs, and what was it with Keith Lee? I mean, those. I mean, that that that
0: three out of fight. A
1: six. You're gonna have the, the the ring is just gonna collapse under the weight of those people. Oh yeah, it's just, that's I, it. just
5: they better have some big ass ladders.
1: That's all I'm <laughs> They're not even gonna climb ladders. They're just gonna fold them up and swing them at each other.
5: Keith Lee's <laughs> just gonna throw someone up there to grab the belt.
1: Yeah, it, it's gonna be over. It's like whatever, it, it, we'll see who the other people are. They haven't announced them yet, so we got a couple more weeks on that. The um, match of the year. I completely 100% agree with this, because this was my favorite match of the year, and it's Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros for the title at All Out in the Steel Cage. Absolutely one of my favorite matches of the year. Um, and so and it also has a note that this, this was a unanimous vote of the voters. So, um, hmm. I find that interesting, that that was the one that... Because uh, there, there was a runner-up, I thought, that I think Metzler put that in, and that was the what was it? Met uh, Kenny Omega versus uh, Brian Danielson. And that two-hour match they did together. I think it was them, right? Two-hour match they did together that ended up as a draw. That oh, one, yeah,
5: 60-minute they... Broadway, yeah.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> that was a long-ass match. See, my
5: <laughs> my vote for last year, and like I said, was um, Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa in the lights-out match.
1: That was a really good match, too. I agree, but I, I still – that was – I've watched the Young Bucket Looterville ones multiple times, so that was my favorite of the year. Uh, feud of the year is Kenny Omega versus Hangman Adam Page, which also had uh, peaked out at All Out. Um, most improved is Ty Conti. speaking of which. Uh, uh, Ty Conti, which is uh, she hits right now is beefing with Dave Cargill. Um, I, I just under- want to throw
5: out there right quick. My, my vote for Feud of the Year would have gone for murder grandpa versus America.
1: <laughs> Minoru Suzuki versus everyone. Yeah, yes. I know. It was pretty awesome. And and the free match that they showed on YouTube of him and Brian Danielson was a highlight of the year also, I thought. Uh so you you, know, you, yeah. you want
5: to watch two dudes have a great time beating the ever living oh. shit out of each other. That's it right there.
1: They weren't even wrestling. They were just chopping each other and then sticking their tongues out. That was it. That was <laughs> and awesome. then they and they, yeah, you could tell and they were having better. the time
5: of their lives in there.
1: Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um, I murdered Grandpa. He's my boy. I, I'm so glad that he's had that tour of America this year because more people needed to see him alive. And I still wish I could have. Almost did. Even though I had already seen AEW the week before, I could have gone back up to Philly and saw him up there, and I didn't. I didn't because but. I knew you would hate me forever if I did.
5: He is coming back to America in the summer, so we don't know where he's going to be, but may have to make that happen.
1: Fingers crossed it's Atlanta. So uh, fingers know, crossed. Be, yeah. All right. So Ty Conti's most improved, which I actually think is well earned because yeah, she's she's gorgeous, and uh, I mean you can't take away from the uh, her her abs and pecs. I mean, oh my gosh, uh, but she actually is become a very popular wrestler and for good reason and i would like to see that some women popped up in some of these As number one um now I'll tell you so what i what... like
5: my my Go vote ahead. for most improved would have been jade cargill and what i like about it is the winner and the one i would have picked are both in aew's women's division and that was aew's major weak point when it started so i like that some of the most improved are in that division so they're 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 bringing it up and they're actually building a really good women's division well, on that show.
1: Didn't Kenny Omega actually start booking the the women's division himself? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, he did. Yeah, and, and all of a sudden it was like a, a, a switch flipped and you started getting, like, you know, I started actually paying attention because I'll be honest with you, that was usually my bathroom break. The women's Mm -hmm. matches were on. I'd go go to the bathroom, but I am not anymore. And they've had headlining, and you know, Jade Cargill was the headliner at the last AEW show I saw, so that was awesome. Uh, So now this is not an AEW person, but most underrated this year is Ricochet.
5: Oh, Ricochet, man! He, (laughs) uh, it, it is criminal what WWE is doing with that guy. And you know what they're doing with him? Nothing. This guy is amazing. Like, he's a lot like Phoenix and Pac and, like, the guys that physics and Sammy, that physics just don't apply to. But like, he's the first person I ever saw pull off a double moonsault. Like, the dude's incredible and could be putting on banger matches all over the place. And he's doing two-and-a-half-minute jobs on WWE
1: TV.
0: It's
5: terrible.
1: Well, well, but obviously the fans love him here. Uh, Rookie of the year because Todd County was most improved. Rookie of the year was went to Jade Cargill. So, and I would completely agree with that because I, she comes on like a beast in the beginning. You're like, who is this chick? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know now she's actually like, I'm seeing her do moonsaults, and you know she's starting to actually wrestle. And, and I don't think that if she was in WWE, they would have given her the space to develop her craft. Like she, they are in AEW. So, no, um, that was cool. she I, was
5: so green when she started that we've kind of, we've gotten to watch her learn to wrestle in real time, which is cool.
1: And her, and her title match with Thunder Rosa was very satisfying and they still have a good heat going on to this day. So, uh, you know, I, I will bring on some more of that. I, I'm all about that. So uh, best non-wrestler, and you'll have to give me more information why he deserves it, uh, Paul Heyman.
5: Mm. Because, oh, oh, see, I don't think about WWE a lot because I don't watch their programming. But now that I think about it, if I was going to put anyone as neck and neck with MJF on the mic, it's Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman is – the master storyteller of all master storytellers. I mean, all the way up through his days as Paulie Dangerously, up through running ECW, now being, you know, the, the advocate for Brock Lesnar and his work with Roman Reigns. Like, he has been absolutely amazing. You put a mic in that guy's hand, and he will deliver an entertaining segment every last time. I don't think I've ever seen him put in a dud performance.
1: You know, though, honestly, if I was going to, and this is not a person on the stick, but if I was going to say my favorite non-wrestler, it would be Aubrey Edwards. I love her so much, and I wish she was on this list somehow. They don't have a Best Ref uh, Award, I and mean, they maybe they should.
5: Horrible. But, they should. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Although, but I, I don't think it, it would be like Aubrey Edwards and then everybody else, you
1: know. <laughs> so um, not surprising, Best Announcer of the Year is Mr. Excalibur himself. He, well, yes, you always oh, are. But, <laughs> but, but the person that you aspire to, the one that influences your vision, <laughs> Excalibur, has won this award. Um, and they also gave a worst announcer who went to Corey Graves.
5: I disagree. Kevin Gill needs that one. But okay. I'm...
1: I don't know Corey Graves very well, so I can't say one way or another. And I I want him on the show, so I'm not gonna say anything bad. Um so I don't I really think say...
5: I don't really think Corey's bad. He just does commentary on a very bad show.
1: Oh so. and you know exactly who the worst person um on the um on the stick in the in the booth is, and that is uh, the snuggles. I
5: wasn't gonna say it, but
1: You know, you've already said your piece on that one. so. um, Uh All right. So I'm just going to go all three of these together. Um, Best Booker, Promoter of the Year, and Promotion of the Year all went to AEW. So Tony Khan, Tony Khan, and AEW. So uh, big surprise, Tony Khan wins Best Booker because, honestly, he is the best booker out there of the mainstream wrestling of of the corporate ones. Because, I mean, really – uh, I would actually give a shout-out to the guy who rested, uh, what's his name, Marino of IWA. I also think he's a really good booker. Um oh, Danny D'Amato. DC, Danny D'Amato. I always fuck up his name, too. That's so terrible. <laughs> it. But yeah, I really appreciate Danny D'Amato as a booker because, I mean, DCW books some good matches, but I find myself entertained by all the IWA matches. So um, it may be a runner-up to the guy who does Masters of Pain. So uh, there, that was also one of my favorite um tournaments of the year they don't have a tournament of the of the year award they should um okay so uh and of course best weekly tv show went to dynamite big surprise there um best gimmick goes to roman reigns but they also have a worst gimmick and it's alexa bliss i don't know who that is
5: (laughs) okay yeah i can see that alexa um Basically, when they got rid of Bray Wyatt, they tried to give his gimmick to Alexa Bliss, and it just was not suited for her, and it was not good. And it was spoopy, you know, you know, the whole, you know, weird, dark kind of stuff that I usually dig in wrestling, but it was not. And nah, nah, then it didn't work at all.
1: It's not Abaddon cool.
5: No, def- definitely not
1: Abaddon cool. No, no, no. Okay. So, um, best pro, this is one actually I find interesting. They give an award for best pro wrestling book. And it went to John Moxley's Mox book, uh, memoir. So, um, I actually am kind of curious about that because there'll be a whole section on deathmatch wrestling. So, uh, that might be cool. Um, Let best me out- out
5: one. I want to throw out one that yes. I, I'm actually have ordered and I am waiting on, but it's, I, I listened to the audio book. It was the best audio. It was the best wrestling book last year. I can't remember the name of the guy who wrote it, but it's called Blood and Fire. It's a history of the Sheik, and not the Iron Sheik, but the Sheik, like Sabu's uncle, the Sheik, and oh. it's fantastic. So, okay, well. if if you're a fan of old school hardcore wrestling, please, I implore you, check that one out.
1: So excellent. So two good book book. Up suggestions right there um dark side of the ring of course run pro wrestling documentary in particular their episodes on brian pillman which i will tell you by the time of the second half of the brian pillman story i was a blubbering mess and cried my eyes out wanted to hug jericho wanted to hug everybody i mean he did some amazing work on that episode and uh, brought a family back together on top of it so i see why that got the uh, that that particular episodes on the list of a very strong season, by the way.
5: Absolutely, and it the thing about this season, it hit on a lot of stuff people didn't know. Like I didn't know anything about Johnny Canine, and uh, the vast majority of people had no idea what S M W was or, or XPW. I mean, it got into a lot of like pretty obscure stuff, but it was stuff like you don't have to even be a wrestling fan or know about any of these things for the shows to be compelling and take amazing stories and tell them with an incredible amount of skill.
1: So we're looking forward to the next season of Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, Best Wrestling Maneuver went to Adam Page's Buckshot Lariat, which is a very fun thing to see live. Uh, so I understand, and he did it t- earlier today on, on Dynamite. I, I can understand why. There's a couple others I would say is also good, like uh, Malachi Black's finishing drop kick is one of the most brutal finishers I've ever seen. Um, you also have the Iron Cross from uh, Lance Archer. I'd put that in there too. I mean, it's really Go ahead.
5: I will see. The thing is. Every year that Homicide is an active wrestler, the cop killer will get my vote as the coolest move in wrestling. So until he retires, no one else has a chance.
1: Okay, I validate that. And seeing Homicide twice, I he's actually a lot of fun to watch live. So awesome. Um, worst television show went to Raw. What kind of a universe are we living in, Nathan?
5: <laughs> <laughs> Man, It's all topsy-turvy now, isn't it? it? Almost feels like the 90s again. Remember when – but what, I'm, what I keep hoping is going to happen, see what happened was, it, back in the 90s, Raw sucked. Another wrestling show came in and started kicking WWE's ass, and all of a sudden they were like, oh, we got to do something about this, and Raw became amazing. I don't see it happening, unfortunately, this time around, but I would love for the competition from AEW to bring out the best in WWE.
1: There was a time where it didn't matter what I was doing. If I was doing homework, if I was at the library, if I was in a movie and I was late for Raw, I would stop and go and watch Raw. Yep. I would watch Gorilla Monsoon and, and Brian the Brain Eden every Monday night. You know, I, And now Raw is considered one of the worst shows on television. It's not even as good as NXT. Like, what the fuck? What happened yeah, here? Record, I,
5: rate. I record low ratings.
1: Uh, you know, I it's sad, actually. I don't want it Like, as much as I'm happy AEW is doing so well, I actually don't want to see WWE crashing and burning the way it is.
5: No, but the problem is they keep taking all the, like, I won't say all, because they have, they have some amazing talent over there. But they keep taking all the amazing stars they could be building for tomorrow and just delivering them on a silver platter to AEW. <sighs> well,
1: Anyway, well, we can rock on that a little bit more later. Um, okay, so worst work, I'm going to use the word match of the year, is The Miz versus Damian Priest in Backlash. I have no idea what that means. That was on 5-16 of last year. So, do you think I, that I, means?
5: I don't know either, but if The I Miz was in it, yet. I'll say I'll See, I like Damian Priest, but if The Miz was in it, yeah, I'll I'll say, yeah, it was probably badly worked.
1: Worst feud of the year was Randy Orton versus The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Oh, God God damn it, Randall.
5: Yeah. (sighs) Um,
1: Worst promotion of the year was WWE. Um, Best major promotion was AEW. Um, That list is interesting because WWE is number five on the runner-ups, and uh, New Japan uh, Strong was number two. Uh, So, or number three, it was up there. I was like, whoa, you know, and and so it was Game Changer Wrestler. It was actually, GCW was on that list. So I was kind of surprised, you know, like I said, once again, how is WWE falling from grace so terribly? Um, So um, worst major wrestling show is the Survivor Series. um, And the best one was All Out which is yes i would say all out was the best pay per view i have seen in years that was better than any of their other ones uh you know it, it the, not just the wrestling the overall arcing story through the whole episode the whole whole show um, leading to hangman and omega's uh title match was was really good writing on top of everything
5: else no, i agree there, i, I completely agree with that being number one of the year.
1: Yeah, we talked about totally. that before. Um, so, mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know what this means, but most disgusting promotional tactic. WWE firing wrestlers during a pandemic while setting prof- profit records.
5: Yeah. they. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't call that a promotional tactic. It's just yeah, a that's what dick move.
0: It's <laughs> just move, a yeah. dick
5: move. The yeah, WWE, you know, like the day that they have their investors meeting and report record profit margins, they cut 35 wrestlers for budgetary reasons.
1: Including Brian Danielson, but we benefited from that. so and, you and, know.
5: Oh, God, and Keith Lee.
1: You know, so,
0: okay, and, well, you know. And Adam,
5: and Adam Cole and oh, Kyle right. O'Reilly Adam and Bobby Fish. Over. And just a ton of people.
1: And those are all solid wrestlers or have big fan bases. You know, it, it, it's kind of amazing. Um, so uh, Bruiser Brody Award went to Jon Moxley for Best Brawler. Um, best High Swat Flyer. Up, to, up. Well, yeah. But he, you know, he's, they're, these are all mainstream names anyways. Um, best Flyer. I 100% agree with this. Ray Phoenix. Yeah, he's my favorite wrestler for a reason. Um, Best United States Canadian MVP goes to Kenny Omega and Japanese Shingo Takagi. Can't really argue with that at all. Nope. Um, Mexico, El Hijo del Vikingo. That 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 that.
5: dude tore it up this year.
1: Yeah, so um, Europe, Will Ospreay, my boy Will Ospreay, love him. Um, Hodge Awards, the non-heavyweight MVP, went to Darby Allin. So I might have put uh, I might put Sammy Guevara there, but I think Darby, Darby Allen's totally acceptable to either one. So um. Sammy
5: has Sammy has really come on strong in like the last last half of the year, I'd say. But overall, through like the entire course of the year, I'd, I'd say you can't really argue with giving that one to Darby. Uh, yeah, not really.
1: Uh, women's wrestling MVP went to Utami Hayashida ha- ha- Haya Sh- um again. Uh, Utami, and she's actually going to make a Appearance on Prestige in in the May, so about oh, nice. to an American tour. So see, I did my homework. Who? <laughs> um, Becky's box office draw, and this is so obvious because the ratings were also the biggest they've had on AEW for a dynamite show, not Envy, uh, not a pay per view was CM Punk's return in Chicago. Uh, oh yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Duh. Um, feud of the year once again, Kenny Omega and Adam Page. When did that most charismatic? On the stick is CM Punk. Yeah, pretty much. And the Brian Danielson Award guest for Best Technical Wrestler went to who this year? <laughs>
5: it's, a, it's a quite a feat to get the award named after you.
1: Yeah, Brian Danielson. So. Uh, so that's it. That's the awards. And um, I just wanted to read those with you because they are kind of, it was a fun list to go through. And um, I think that, you know, it, there's a couple maybe we could, we would have, you and I might have like played with or shuffled around, but it's a pretty solid, honest list. Um, I still am kind of blown away that WWE is falling from grace so hard. Um, you know, it, it just like, you know, it, yeah, sure, the nostalgia factor of WrestleMania will always. Bring people in, but that they shouldn't be relying on people's memories of the good old days to keep their ratings up.
5: Last year, well, I will say it this way: even though I don't watch WWE, I still watch. Like you said, the the nostalgia factor for WrestleMania is just ridiculous. Last year was the first year I didn't watch WrestleMania in two decades. That's that how, a lot.
1: You watch everything.
5: Yeah, that's how little. <laughs> ww has done to make me and apparently the rest of the wrestling fans give a shit about their product
1: but you know the next time that we watch wrestling together it's not going to be a major promotion it's going to be the biggest independent promotion in the united states because we are going in two weeks on march 12th to game changer wrestling gcw's first appearance in atlanta
5: Yep, finally going to get to see some GCW, and it's at Center Stage Theater, which has such a long history with wrestling, and I think I think it's really cool Game Changers making their debut at that particular venue.
1: Now, they haven't announced many uh, actual matches yet, but you did get read a list of, they announced two, and you've read a list of the people that are going to possibly make appearances.
5: Yes, at that show, we have... Blake Christian versus Jonathan Gresham, which is going to be – I mean, that's the ROH champion versus a dude who has been tearing up in New Japan all year, which is
1: And I saw John Gresham win the title live at Ring of Honor last year, so this will be awesome to see him again.
5: And I'll be watching him tomorrow night at Terminus live defend that title against Santana.
1: That's going to be a kick-ass match.
5: Yep. And uh, let's see, A.R. Fox, one of the best high flyers that has ever been in the game, is going to be taking on the rookie sensation, Nick Wayne.
1: Which is the the fetus that wrestles. I mean, he's 16 yeah. years old, and we just saw him on Prestige as well get his ass kicked, but... He's still and he's also just signed with AEW so he hasn't made his official appearance I don't think yet. Uh, but he's gonna we're gonna see him soon on I bet I have a feeling he's gonna show up at the ladder match. Like he'll be this little tiny sixteen year old dude in all these big hosts people. I mean, that terrible.
5: <laughs> he'll be staring wardlow straight in the knee.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine the height that Ken and Keith Lee could get by throwing that kid across the stage? Good
5: God. <laughs> uh, also appearing on this card, we have a list here, uh, Effie, Matt Cardona, Alley yeah. Catch, SGC, AJ Gray, Gringo Loco, Tony Deppin, Joey Janella. but at the bottom of this list, it says Atticus Kogar,
1: yeah, but
5: I kind of that, doubt man. we'll see him.
1: Um why don't you tell our audience, Addis Kogar is actually one of the hottest up-and-coming wrestlers on the deathmatch scene, and he's been getting bigger every day. Uh, why don't you tell them a little bit about this controversy that suddenly appeared in the last week or two?
5: Well, uh, I believe it was last week, he, uh, there was a doubleheader, H2O and uh, GCW, and GC he left for the GCW show. Apparently, there's a lot of uh, friction between Brett Lauderdale and Atticus Kogar, which is kind of interesting because he had a falling out with Ricky Shane Page earlier this year, and he was the leader of 440, of which Atticus Kogar was also a member. And now Atticus Kogar is popping up on an upcoming show for, oh God, I think it's called Circle Six. It's a company out of California. And all indications are that Atticus and GCW just had a pretty messy breakup, but again, this is wrestling, and there are people who online who are 100% convinced this is a complete shoot. There are people convinced it is a total work, but you know what? No one really knows, and that's the wonderful part about professional wrestling.
1: I saw Alex Cologne talk about it briefly, and he's like he did say that there was a falling out between DCW and Atticus Cougar. Um And he, if anybody would know the insides and out of, of of DCW and the and the four it'd probably be Alex Colon. Um So um, well, Alex,
5: Alex Cologne would be is probably why they had a falling out.
1: It may be, um, but also he's known for works. So once again, you know, mm-hmm. we're not sure like what what's going down with that. I really I have seen Atticus wrestle on on television. Like he did that um, blood and guts. Uh, I guess they call it war horse or war uh, what, war games. Did the war Games show on ECW mm-hmm. with the entire 4. 440, which was actually one of the best. Of those types of matches I've seen, that was great. Um, and and um, he's got this thing with Masada's skewer, skewers, these bright green skewers, which he does in the pit fights and everything. And so he, you know, he's got his own thing happening. And so I was really looking forward to seeing him live because he kind of stands out uh, yeah. and amongst in amongst really addition, talented people.
5: In addition to him being quite the deathmatch competitor and quite adept at the violent arts. He's also just one of the best old school heels to just, you know, get in there and just make the crowd as pissed off as humanly possible and want to kill this guy that I've seen in a long time.
0: He,
1: he,
5: this <laughs> yeah, guy understands him. the psychology of, of the show.
1: So we'll, we'll have to see. To be continued on that one. Uh, so you know we were gonna, I was talking about clocking out early, but we're out of time. <laughs> we actually made it to the end of the show. So thank you, Nathan, for staying on for the second hour and talking wrestling. So once again, you're going to be at the Terminus show tomorrow night.
5: Yes, and I also need to uh, say that I will be March 5th at the 187 Tribute to New Jack show oh, in yeah. uh, Rocky Top, Tennessee. A show that will feature the return to action of the one, the only, the Deathmatch icon, the motherfucking Necro Butcher.
1: And you're going to get to call that match.
5: Absolutely, I am.
1: Uh-huh, I, the man. Voice
5: of Violence will be there. The one and only Voice of Violence, except no substitute, will be at that show doing my commentary thing and doing my ring announcing thing. And
1: once again, that's March 6th in, in fifth. Knoxville? Or fifth March 5th in-,
5: in Rocky Top, Tennessee. Good old Rocky what? Top.
1: Oh, good old Rocky! There's songs about Rocky Top.
5: Mm-hmm. Indeed, there are. It's about uh <laughs>
1: about
5: 45 minutes northwest of um, Knoxville. So, so yeah, beautiful, beautiful country up there. And come watch, come watch us bleed all over it.
1: That'll be awesome. And so Terminus, and then you're going to be doing that, and then we're going to see. The, on the 12th. And I'm going to give a shout out to the two shows in IWA is throwing in Chattanooga on the same weekend that we're going to be at DCW. They're doing a pit fighter and they're doing a no hold barred match. And the lineups are solid for both of those shows. So uh, plenty of wrestling to go see. And, it, it, they're, and the IWA shows are always a decent price ticket, never too expensive. Uh even the G C W yeah. ticket wasn't that bad. So, you know, plenty of good cheap bloody thrills out there for people to go see live. So thank you again, Nathan, for being on the show. I wanna thank again our guest, Jeff Raymond, and good luck on his uh theatrical premiere and tour of terror trips and of course Raven and Aaron, my longstanding co hosts. Uh once again, our next show will be Da-da-da. March, what? I don't remember. I just said that March 16th. Um, don't know if what's going to be yet. We will have a recap of um, the DCW show and your Rocky Top show and all that on that episode. Brief recaps, uh, how those went uh, in the tournament show. Uh, but I, bu- I might have a special guest on that show, uh, so I'm not going to talk about the topic yet. And then again, on the 30th, we're going to do an Oscar recap even though all of us are all really, really pissed at the Oscars right now. Uh, So find The Sexy Witches on Facebook, at The Sexy Witches. Same on Twitter, at The Sexy Witches. You can always find me, Elizabeth Catherine Gray, on my personal profile, where I talk about everything from documents to invasions of countries to film, whatever you want. And also, we've got three groups. On Facebook, the FD Film Geek Circle, which is about movies. The Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness, which is about, obviously, horror movies. That is a contest in October. And the Rogue, Sto- uh, Rogue Matassi Station, which is a small but significant science and science fiction group. Thank you all. Good film hunting. We're going to leave you tonight with Atticus Cougar's, because uh, I don't know if I'm going to actually get to hear it live, so I decided I was going to play it tonight, Atticus Cougar's entrance music, Last 10 Seconds of Life by Guillotine Queen. So good night, y'all. Blessed be. Good soul hunting. And see you in a couple weeks.
4: Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free
0: welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba
4: life.